0: Thank you for listening to the Troy Podcast, where we promote, educate, inspire, and entertain creators of all things related to fantasy and science fiction. Hi, my name is Carson. I am with Troy, and I have with me Mike Volz. Um, He is a fantasy author. Um, His first book, Dreamland, came out in 2020. He also has a collection of short stories that came out in 2014 called Dead Man's Hands. Mike, thank you for coming on with me uh, today. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Dreamland. Hey,
1: thank you for making time for me today to talk this morning. Um, okay, so my book, Dreamland, is a—it's my debut novel. Uh, like you said, I have a book of short stories, and uh, I put that out first, but you know, I've, I've always been working up to Dreamland. So it's a kind of cross-genre, genre-blend of a lot of different things. Ultimately, it's a fantasy Um, elements of sci-fi, elements of horror, even a little bit Western. hope that doesn't scare too many people off. But um, it's about basically a a guy He's a rock musician. He dies in Hollywood in the start of this book, and he wakes up in this new realm. And in this realm, there's kind of different territories. So he he adventures through it, through fantasy, through sci-fi, through horror. And uh, his main antagonist is kind of this supervillain who's hunting him he's being hunted. Um, so it's a lot of, a lot of different genres that I'm playing with. Uh, ultimately I would say it's fantasy. Um, and it's just me trying all the different things that I love in books that I read and I try to read pretty widely. So it's just a big old mixed bag in there of of fun, weird stuff.
0: So what was the genesis of this novel?
1: Um, well, I think, you know, I, I came up with it, uh, a few years ago and it took me a few years to to finally finish writing it. I would say part of the Genesis was just everything that I loved growing up from reading Dragonlance to watching Star Trek and Star Wars and obviously reading a lot of Stephen King. And this was all these inspirations went in there. And then I remember one morning I was actually, I don't know if you have ever heard about it, but Stephen King is in a band with these like other writers and it's called the rock bottom remainders. And they do like, you know, classic rock and stuff. And they were, I was living in LA. They were coming to LA. It was gonna be like their last show. And I bought tickets and I was like, I was so hyped up on it. And uh, I I remember like walking out to my car like the morning of the show and sitting there and I got like the idea finally like formed itself fully in my mind. And I think I was just like so hopped up and excited on like going to see Stephen King and his band that night. It finally clicked. Um, so I it, it all came together and then, worked on it for a couple of years and then I put it
0: out nice so you're a self-published author so you're in charge of everything how long did it take you to to write the novel and how how much did you work on it did you consistently work on it daily or was it like okay I'm gonna work on it for a little bit and then life gets in the way
1: yeah I mean I wish I could be like a good responsible writer good boy and be like I worked on it every day I wrote 2,000 <laughs> words a day um unfortunately like you're saying man life life definitely gets in the way I imagine there's been moves there's been like upheaval in career and life and everything so life definitely has taken precedence at times I would say ultimately it took me a couple years I had a couple starting and stopping and starting and stopping but um yeah I I I try I try to write every day I try to get a at least you know 2,000 words is my goal don't always get it um but I, I try to be as consistent as possible. But yeah, there's times when I had to take a step back. And um, I actually, I think that I was debating between, should I focus on trying to write a novel? Should I try to write something longer? Because that was always my goal, is to get a novel out and then hopefully get a second one and a third one. But um, I was like, what am I closer to? Am I closer to putting out a collection of short stories? Am I closer to putting out a novel? So I opted to do the short stories first. I was like, I just got to get something out of here, man. I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. I don't know if like I'm gonna die or something tomorrow and leave nothing published. So I went with the short stories first, got that out, felt pretty good about it. It was a nice like trial run, see how the whole process works. And everybody's self-publishing journey is like a little bit different. Um, Everyone has, they find different things in it. Uh, And then after that was done, I was like, okay, now I can focus, I can try to put out a longer piece of work. And so then I sat down and started writing that.
0: So I find this inspiring because lots of people will have life get in the way and they might give up on a dream, but you were able to stick through it and, you know, focus on the short stories first and realize that it's something that you kind of want to do. So you persisted and was able to to put out dreamland a few years later. Oh,
1: thanks, man. Well, the secret is I have very few dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I... I guess, like, I think for me, I've always been, like, pretty uh, single-minded about things. So if it's, like, a hobby I enjoy, it becomes, like, my only thing I'm into until I'm not into it anymore. And fortunately, for, for with writing, I've been into it since I was a little kid. So I was really lucky to, to stumble onto something I liked. So I do see a lot of people who haven't quite found a thing that makes them completely, like, that sucks them in completely. I'm like, man, I'm really glad I stumbled onto writing because I don't know what I'd be doing if I wasn't doing that. Um, but I think a lot of it too, is like, like I said, I try to be consistent and I don't know whether it's like working out or whatever, just trying to make that habit. So part of it is my passion. And part of it is like, just trying to force myself to do the grind on the days I don't want to. But, uh, I also, um, in addition to writing, uh, fiction for fun, I, I'm a, I work in advertising. I'm a copywriter. So I work, uh, I, I write taglines and trailers for movies mostly. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of my job as well, uh, just words mm-hmm. all day, nothing but words.
0: Yeah, I noticed on um, your website you have posters of of movies that you worked on.
1: Yeah, that's uh that's been a big part of my life. I move, so I um kind of moved around as a kid. My my mom was in the Navy, and then I went to college in Philly, where I had lived as a kid for a while. And then I was after that, I was like, all right, what do I do? I don't want to. I'm not going to stay here. My parents are living in Washington State. I was like, I don't want to live in some small town in Washington State, and just try to do that. So I moved to LA cause you know, I always, I liked movies. I was like, maybe I'll be a screenwriter. Maybe I'll try to do that. Um, got there and I was like, ooh, I like some things about this, but I don't think screenwriting is for me. I don't, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't have the, the some people have that personality. They got the hustle where they can talk and really enjoy and be like energized by being in that kind of profession. And for me, I was like, I need solitude. I need to like work, I need to be alone. Um, So working in entertainment advertising was, like, kind of a good way to have, like, my toe in the world I love of movies, but still be able to focus on my own thing. Um, But, yeah, the the job is mostly, like, working on a lot of different shows and and movies and even a little bit of Broadway. Um, So I've read a lot of scripts doing that. Yeah.
0: So is that what your degree is in?
1: Uh, My degree is a very prestigious communications degree, which is to say I majored in film. Um, Yeah, I. uh, Yeah, it's a communications degree. But in going through (laughs) it, like I was taking the classes and I was like, oh, this is like a directing class, a cinematography class and all this stuff. And I was like, I really, I'm interested in this. I really like writing. Writing is like the only thing I want to do. And when I ended up moving out to LA, like I was like, yeah, I'll try to write like scripts and stuff but I just kept coming back to short stories and dreaming of writing like a, a longer uh, writing a novel writing something longer prose has always um just been what I've been drawn back to and I guess that's what I enjoy reading the most I enjoy um reading other people's books and, and just appreciating the the art of of these words more than anything
0: um mm-hmm. you said some of your influences, you know, Stephen King, Dragonlance, um, stuff like that. Is there any authors now that you kind of look up to?
1: Man, I got I have like a very boomer tastes, in a lot of my stuff that I like, so like music and books and everything. I think I'm trapped in like made my parents' generation. because I still I, Stephen King? Still like my favorite. Um, I guess I do like some seniors so like his son Joe Hill, amazing. I I I love his books. Um, Neil Gaiman, uh, which I know is a very probably common answer to give i like him a lot uh i do i read a lot of nonfiction, so for a while like i was going I, I drifted completely into nonfiction. i was like i gotta you know be reading more fiction there's so much great stuff people are putting out um so i try to i try to uh, stay up on that i i just purchased the terror which i'm so excited to read i don't know how this slipped by me for so long and everybody loves dan simmons so much um and the, the show is great, so I'm going to be starting the terror. I'm like I'm so excited.
0: Nice, yeah. So when you began your author's journey, um, are you more of an outliner, or do you sit down and just just write on the whim?
1: Uh, you know, I I find that writing on the whim. In some sometimes it's good, but more often than not, it gets me into trouble and I end up in some like totally random place. I'm like, oh God, I like a lot of the writing that got me here. I wanna keep it, but now I gotta get myself out of this quagmire. So I think ultimately doing like a little outline, just a little sketch, which turns into, if you saw my notes app on my phone, it's crazy. It's just uh, a, a long kind of almost stream of consciousness, a couple little random bullet points, but I try to sketch out basically where they're going and uh, that, that's where that's where I start from. It helps me kind of plot out the uh, you know the the different I, I guess action scenes in in some parts of the book. They're gonna they're gonna start here. They're gonna move here. They're gonna do this. It helps me stay focused because if I start if I go off on a whim, uh, I, I can do that a little more in short stories because you're in a more constrained environment when you're writing that. In a lot of a lot of the time, but with the novel, I do need. I need some like boundaries. I need like my little gutter guards on to keep myself going in the right direction.
0: Kind of like a skeleton and you just fill in the the muscles. Yeah, totally. And And then as you're
1: doing it, like I, I I do find the story, you know, goes in, in places that I didn't expect. So I still do get to have the joy of, of feeling it take off creatively and, and go places. But the outline, the outline keeps me on track. I I would, it would be so long. It would be so meandering without it. Um, and then I'm also a pretty like, ruthless uh, editor of myself. So I, that helps as well when I get to that point.
0: So so let's talk about editing. Do you do most of it yourself, or have you found an editor that you like, or what was the process Oh, on man, that?
1: the process is I'm a one-man band. I'm like Prince. I oh, do yeah? the music. I do the words. I play <laughs> all the instruments. Um, yeah, I, I think part of it, dude, I hear people talk about, like, I got an editor to do this. I got a designer to do this. I'm like, man, I wish I had it in me to really go out and, like, find my little network like that. But for me, uh, I feel confident in my ability to edit and do certain things. So I'm like, I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to do this myself, and I'll, I'll force myself to network for the things I really need. So for editing, like, part of my job has been a lot of proofreading and being, like, very careful when it comes to detail and stuff like that. So in terms of catching typos and, and little things that don't make sense, I'm good at that. And then overall, in terms of, of the, uh, the story itself and shaping the story, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty ruthless about my own writing. So I, I edit it myself. Um, but for me, it's, it's like, you know, my story is very, it's personal and I feel very close to it. And I feel like I understand it well. So combined with that ruthlessness, I feel like I can get it to a really good place and uh you know, the reviews have been um I haven't heard anybody say like this needed an editor I feel I feel
0: pretty good about that good and so being a one-man band, do you did the the cover as well
1: I did the cover as well I will say I'm a little happier with my editing skills than my like design skills I'm not claiming to be chip kid but I do I feel pretty good about the cover um it took me a while to hit on what exactly to do for that and I come from a obviously like the movie advertising background and there's certain things that, you know, are, you see in a lot of movie posters. And, uh, you know, I was talking to some of my friends, like workshopping it with like designers and stuff. And they were like, well, you know, their ideas were like, you have a central figure and we'll do this and this. I'm like, man, that's, that would make a really cool movie poster. I just, I don't know. I'm not feeling it for my book. And at the end of the day, I like, uh, kind of like I a little more iconic clean. I don't need to see like human images in it. Um, so yeah, I, and I also, I am, I'm not like the best at Photoshop or anything. So I went with some uh, kind of a design that I knew I could pull off. I, I think it ends up looking pretty cool. Um, a lot of yeah, people. It too. does. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. A lot of people too, when they look at it, they they like uh, feel like it, they detect a little like pink in it. So uh, I don't know, maybe that's their computer screen, but a lot of people have been really positive about the, the color and the design. I feel good about it. Net, for the. I'm going to write a sequel i'm working on it now and i feel like for for that uh i might reach out to to a professional for that it might be beyond my ability at this point
0: um this is this is cool and um kind of inspiring because there are those people who are like you that feel like they can they can do it themselves they don't want to you know their story is personal and you know they don't know you know where to go with it and so they feel confident with themselves to, to be able to do it. And so to have somebody, you know, on this podcast who has kind of done everything, I, I think it can, can help a lot of people that it is possible, but you also have a leg up cause that's kind of what you do to, uh, for a living. You, you, you know, you market movies, movie posters, uh, to yeah. to do copy edits and stuff. So you kind of have a leg up, but, um, if somebody wants to, to do something similar they're they're able to,
1: yeah, totally. I, I would just say like the most important thing is to be really honest with yourself about your strengths and your weaknesses and asking for help is always, it's sometimes it is the absolute best thing you can do. So just, just be sure. Cause there's a, there's a lot of covers out there where I see like someone, you know, they didn't quite know what they were doing. They've, they've written a great book and maybe the, the great book doesn't get read because of the cover. Um, so yeah, just 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 be 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 sure that you're doing the right thing if you're doing it by yourself and if not force yourself to to reach out if you have to. but um if you can do it, photoshop is is for everybody. It's like ten bucks a month now and play with it a little bit and you, you could probably get get it to a pretty good place. I think it depends on your personal like aesthetic too. Some people like a really like wild, crazy cover that shows a lot about the book. some people. Like me, I guess I keep, I like it a little more arm's length. I like something a little mysterious. I'm like, Ooh, what's that about? Um, So yeah, my, I think my, my cover gives up a little bit less uh, Mm -hmm. of the story. So I just gotta make, gotta make that personal choice. That's the joy of being the self-published writer. You get to make all the choices.
0: Yeah. Which some people um, can find challenging and some people enjoy. And for me um, personally, I, I wouldn't do everything myself. Like, you know, that's not one of my strengths. Yeah. I would, I would, you know, send it off to an editor. Um, and I would definitely get a cover artist cause, um, part of getting your books read is getting it sold. And so you have to, oh, yeah. and like it or not book covers sell books. And so you need to know what people want people like and what, um, will sell your book. So, um, you, you have a, a background in this where you understand kind of visually what people look for. And so you have a, like I said, a leg up, but for me, like I would have no idea.
1: Yeah, no, that's definitely, that's like the smart thing to do. It's good to reach out for help in areas that you're just not confident about. I mean, that's something like, I think we all got to work on. I feel like uh, probably the biggest challenge for me, and I'm sure it's this way for a lot of other writers is that like, is the marketing is like the selling yourself. Cause I mean, I didn't become a writer because I love talking to people and like, kind of, like meeting people and stuff. I wanted to do something that was like very, you know, quiet and self-contained. So, I feel like the 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 part of the art the journey that's been the toughest was not the writing the book, even though you know that has like that has its own like very difficult struggles. Um, the tough part has been like trying to like sell it and like talk about it and get people to read it or. Just to even let people know that it exists, um, you just gotta it, putting yourself out there is tough, man. <laughs> but uh, for for me, that's been the hardest part. I was uh, I wish I had that personality where you could just like go and brag on yourself endlessly. But you know, that's a uh, that's a tough part for me. Fortunately, there's I feel like there's a lot of good resources out there. I have I haven't found them all, but you know, there's like uh, you know places that have newsletters with like big. Uh, email list so you can promote your book and stuff I mean it all costs a little bit of money but I think some of the success that I've had in, in terms of getting my book out after I bugged you know everybody on like my Facebook and Instagram like friends list to review it um, was like signing up with like like a uh, like book barbarian or or any of those sites and just pick a good date uh, put your you know write up a nice little blurb and it it works, you know, depending on like where you're trying to like accumulate your reviews. I mean, I would probably still be sitting at like, like five reviews or something on Amazon if I hadn't, you know, done, done that. And, uh, it really helps get your book out in front of people, especially when you're, it's your first book, you don't really have any kind of network built up. Some people probably have like great, you know, writers groups and stuff that they're, they're very ingrained. In the world, but if you're if you're feeling it all like an outsider, there's definitely there are people who are waiting to like take a chance on a new book. And I'm probably I'm kind of bad about that myself. Like I stick to a little more of the authors I know, but there are people out in the world. There's a lot of them who will read a book that they've never heard of you before or never heard of the series before, and then they'll they'll actually write a review, and they'll maybe they'll even let you know personally, like, hey, this was great. It's, so there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of readers out there who are like super open to trying new things, which is it's good. To, it's good. I'm glad they're there.
0: Yes, it is good. And I found that um, so far in my podcasting journey, like people are pretty friendly and pretty open to, you know, because when I first started, I had no credibility. I was reaching out to people like David Farland and Peter Brett, who, so you know, have no business talking to me, and they were more than willing to to sit down and, and chat. And so, yeah, if you are willing to put yourself out there, um, as introverted as most of us are, yeah, yeah. Uh, there there are people that can help you and and uh, along your journey.
1: Oh man, I've been so amazed, like how uh, kind like the average person is when it comes to stuff like this. When you're like opening yourself up and you're saying, "Here's my little creation," people are for the most part super gentle with it um you know even if it's not like because i have a lot of people who are like they will start they'll start the review or something or they'll start their feedback but like now i'm not i don't read fantasy i don't read sci-fi but even people who aren't uh necessarily inclined to read what you've written like they're people people will take chances on it so i i've like i've i don't know i've been a little bit more hopeful about like Humanity and the people that we share this world with. Since doing this, I'm like, there's some like really good, nice people out there. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised.
0: So, what have you found the most challenging so far in your author's journey?
1: Uh, probably, aside from like the you know everyone has those days when they really struggle with the writing when you're like, why did I even start this book? Why did I even start writing in the first place? I hate this so much. Um, those struggles aside, like. It really, I think it has been, uh, I guess, the the marketing, the selling of the book, um, especially when, you know, your your emotions go up and down. Some days you're up, some days you're down, Um, you know, some days you're feeling like, man, I'm good. This book is good. Other days you're like, who's ever going to want to read this? So I guess like on those days when you're like, who is ever going to want to read this to still do stuff for your book? and i guess everybody has different goals but for me it's like uh still you know sub- t- trying to talk to agents trying to submit you know material to agents or to like publishers or something to continue trying to push my my book out into the world you, you know you created something and i wish for me i wish that could be the end of it i wish i could create it and just send it out and it could go on its own way and find people on its own but fighting fighting through like doubt and uh when the confidence ebbs a little bit trying to still trying to still push it and and uh just hold on to like your your knowledge that you know inside you wrote something good you know you wrote something special even if it's not for everybody you wrote something that matters so keep like keep pushing it and it's it's hard to do that some days for me
0: so do you have any i don't know tips or advice when you're halfway through a book and you just look at it and be like, this is horrible to, to kind of keep pushing.
1: Well, all I can do, I think is probably steal what Neil Gaiman said. And I wish I remember the exact quote, but it's something like your, your first draft, like doesn't matter. It doesn't like, nobody's going to read it, but you basically, it doesn't matter if it's good or not in terms of like the writing, just you can write it, write it, write a horrible first draft, but get your first draft out. Um, so when you hit those those road those you know speed bumps whatever obstacles that make it really hard to keep going just power through give yourself permission to write a really bad section and this could have been a scene you're like you're thinking of this is a this is something pretty pivotal and it's something you're really looking forward to writing it's okay if it comes out really bad in your first draft just just keep going you know get get through that you'll get to like your next section you'll probably find yourself on like you know more even ground or something. You get your feedback onto you. You'll, you'll do writing that you enjoy more. And when you're done, you can go back, but just powering through and not, uh, getting bogged down and like, Oh, I just, I want to get this. I want to get this right. I want to get this good. Cause for me, man, I can definitely go down a rabbit hole of like tweaking, like a, a relatively small section endlessly. And I personally, I don't think that's great for, uh, your overall productivity. And I don't know how, how good it makes your final product. Cause you're, you're going to write that or re- rewrite that anyway. So just get to the end of it. For me, that's, that's what I got to tell myself. I got to keep going.
0: That's, that's great advice. And I think everybody goes through that, um, you know, self doubt or, you know, what they, what they think about or, or what they're writing is, is garbage or junk and they should just give up. And I have an experience. I asked Brandon Sanderson I don't yeah. know if you know him or not. Oh yeah, it was, it was for sure. The same question. I was like, "Do you ever feel like you, what you're writing is just garbage?" And he said, "Yes." Um, he he goes, I, "I do, but I have such a good support system, and I think, you know, for some people that might be key as well. That he'll call up his agent or his wife, you know, or talk to his wife or, or whatever, and they'll just kind of tell him to to shut up and get to work because it's probably not <laughs> as bad as." as bad as you think and I'm, I'm paraphrasing i mean that was this was probably like six years ago since i got had a chance to talk to him this was before my podcast or anything but um you know even it, it gave me hope that even though brand you know brandon's so successful and he still has the same feelings as i do as i write
1: yeah i mean even if that was six years ago i feel like that's just like such timeless advice i'm sure he would tell you the exact same thing today because as introverted as we are you you do need someone in your corner, whoever that is, whether that's a friend or a spouse, when I, I don't, I don't like really get down on myself externally that much, but you know, when those feelings creep in, like my wife can tell um, I need a little, like, little emotional confidence boost or whatever. So it, it's so important to have that the you know, person or a couple people who are close to you that'll they'll pick you up. And then once you start like putting work out in the world and you start like, I don't know building building your brand or whatever the right way to say it is like uh, you get you get little like happy little things will happen like you'll get a review or you'll get a someone will leave a nice like rating on on your book you are be like oh cool people 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 do like this people like me um, so as as time goes on and you put more work out once you get through that that major first obstacle of like getting your first thing out there and pushing it a little bit it, it starts picking up a little bit and it's not like you know some writers they have that that machine is fully running. and then for a lot of us, like me, it's like it runs a little bit and we have our our regular day jobs that we do and and everything. but it that machine will produce a little bit for you, and it'll it'll kind of validate your work when you need that feeling of validation. Um, <laughs> coming from where I do in like ah uh, advertising, I, I I say as like a fiction writer. You get much more um, validation, and, and you get that like feeling of uh, "I've done good work, and people appreciate it more" as like a, a self-published author than you you generally do in, in advertising. Oh yeah, you get, yeah. You, you get a um, your skin will toughen up as you put stuff out there, and uh, you know, in advertising, I feel like that really toughen my skin up. Um, you get you get a lot of everyone's a critic. Then almost nobody else is a writer. You're like, you're the copywriter, So you are, you're getting dumped on with all this, uh, with all of like revisions and, and criticism and stuff. So you just got to get used to it as time goes on. That's like, man, I, uh, we all kind of hate, well, I kind of hate to like admit it or, or acknowledge it, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're writers. We're like, we're sensitive people. We take stuff to heart really deeply and we get emotional about things. Um, so it I think that's part of the reason it's tough to really sell yourself at first and put yourself out there first, but over once you start getting you get some criticism, you get some positive feedback, and then you, your skin starts toughening up, so one way or another, when that happens, it, it makes life easier.
0: mm-hmm and you kind of have to fight the natural urge to focus on the the negative. Um, God,
1: so much. Yeah, everyone's like, uh, you know, I get 10, like, good reviews, I get one bad review, and the bad review, like, lives in my head forever. I will say, I will say, and I'm like, I'm super, (laughs) I I can be very sensitive about this stuff, like, everybody is, no matter how anybody acts on the surface, like, you know, it could get you, especially if someone's being, if somebody is giving you good faith criticism, good faith feedback, and they're not trying to be, like, a mean troll or something. You're like, okay, I know I appreciate this. This person was honest with me and I appreciate it. Um, and you know, as you go on, I will say, like, uh, a bad review or somebody who was just like, this you know, wasn't for me, I didn't finish it. Not that that's ever happened to me, but um, <laughs> as you go on, like that, it affects you a lot less because you start building up a stock of like people who did enjoy it and people who thought well of. What you wrote, and who want to see more of it. So I just I promise, as time goes on, if you're like starting your author's journey and you're at the very beginning, um, it's not going to be endless criticism. It's not going to be endless no's. Eventually, you meet good people. Sometimes you meet people with a great podcast and they have you on to talk about things. Yeah, I think you, you, you'll 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 find good people. The the longer you're out there, the more you're trying to 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 be out there and be involved in the community. Um, and it really it is a community this is a crazy thing that I didn't realize at first like because we're all like siloed in our little worlds creating things and reading things but it really is a community and it's like it's one of like the the nicest healthiest like kindest communities that you could be a part of so um, I, I I was a little bit uh, when I was in high school and stuff you know you're Kind of hide your fantasy books, maybe, because you don't want to be seen as that. You hide your comic books a little bit, but now I'm like, I'm proud to say that I, I'm a fantasy writer. I'm proud to say I'm a fantasy reader because these these are good people that we're we're with here. It's a good community.
0: It it really is, and I've been impressed um, by it. It you know, people are so nice and so giving, and you know, it's 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 been enjoyable to to talk with people like yeah. you know, like yourself, so. Um, speaking of people who want more, um, you're working on your second book now.
1: I'm working on my second, book. we're going to sequel. Uh, I didn't go into it being like, I'm definitely going to write a sequel, but I, I built like a good world and, uh, man, there's other, there's other things I want to write other like ideas I have, but every time I try to do that, I'm like, I don't know the, what I've written, uh, just pulls me back and it almost, I feel like it's taken over my brain. So I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to write the sequel, uh, if there's more to write after that, I'll write that. And I just want to, um, I want to finish my series. And I remember like Stephen King, like reading an interview of his, where he's talking about the gunslinger and and, well, the whole dark tower series, like everything he wrote, just, he was kind of always pulled back to the dark tower and like all his storytelling like bent back towards the dark tower. Um, so it was something he had to get out of his system, I guess, before he could go on and write all his other stuff. I feel the same way. Um, it's 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 nice to have like if you luck into building a world that has you know the potential for ongoing stories and you can explore and do world building. I mean, fantasy what's better than world building? Um, yeah. So that's that. Yeah, that's that's currently on my plate. Uh, I I dabble a little bit here and there and other stuff. Like I still I still try to write short stories when possible. Um, I even put my toe into writing a little bit of poetry. Um, I was a, a runner up or a finalist, whatever you want to call it, in a, a poetry contest this past year for some awesome. humor humor poetry. Uh I don't do yeah, I don't do that very much. I would never call myself a poet or consider myself a poet, but uh you know, it's it's fun to like kind of test your test your abilities in other areas a little bit. So yeah.
0: <clears throat> That's fantastic. Do you have a, a date or a goal for when the second book is going to be released
1: man whatever i say i know that um i'm not gonna make that date i i really do want to get it uh i want to have the first be
0: vague like the last half of 2022 or like the first we'll say we'll (laughs)
1: say the last half of 22 i just i know i want to i want to head into 2023 with a with at least the first draft done and i can spend 2023 or part of it anyway tweaking it and, and checking it um, I don't know. I always like feel like I, I get morbid about this kind of stuff, but I'm like, man, anything could happen. You know, something bad could happen tomorrow. Something bad could happen to like my parents tomorrow. I want to like, I do. I do feel a little bit, a little sense of urgency to to get stuff done, even as I do like <laughs> get a, a slack off a little bit sometimes. But yeah, trying to I'm trying to be consistent. Trying to write. Actually, one of the um, the uh, the recent podcast you had, you were talking about. Uh, so my goal was always. 2000 words a day this you know it's that's kind of a lot but you know a lot of people write a lot more than that so I was like 2000 that's a good that's a good number And his life you know it's gone on and I there's like more complications uh, maybe 2000 words a day isn't not even that realistic for me right now but you try like 500 words a day by the end of the year you it's an incredible amount of words that's like a book's worth of words so giving myself permission hearing that like it's you can still you can still you can write less but just be consistent about it and you can still produce a ton of work
0: yeah no let's let's talk about that so you said you're married so you have a family you have a job um what are what are some of your habits
1: um so a lot of my habits are dictated by my dogs and my (laughs) regular job Uh, my wife is actually she's just gone back to school um i told you i was a as a, as a Dr. Crusher man, when we were talking via email, um, no offense to all you Troy fans out there. Um, but yeah, so my wife is a redhead and she's going back to school. She's in, she's pre-med right now. So I'll have my own Dr. Crusher someday (laughs) soon. Um, but yeah, so I, I just, I, I, man, I have a lot of like house husband duties now. So I do the cooking and I try, I try to be as helpful as possible because she's studying a lot. Um, so yeah, carving out that time for yourself, it is not as easy as it was when I was in college and you just had endless time to sit there and write 2,000 words or whatever a day. Um, for me, I like to write at night. I try to do it in the morning, man. I try to be one of those people who gets up in the morning and is like, I get this out of the way. Just, it's not workable. For me, I feel most comfortable at night carving out, you know, an hour or two hours, whatever it is to to sit down and have like some quiet time to myself um uh, my dogs are being incredibly quiet through this interview which is very <laughs> surprising um but yeah at night they're usually settled down so i can sit and i can write and be like okay this is my time to immerse myself in my world forget about everything else so yeah i would say i would say nighttime is my my time to write
0: no that's good i think that um what you're doing you know setting aside time whether it's one hour, two hours is, is, key for anybody that wants to do something like this, whether they're an author, you know, I've interviewed artists before, um, you know, life gets in the way and you have to make time for, for your dreams and your goals. So I, I think that's very commendable of you.
1: Oh, thanks man. It, yeah. And you gotta keep it in perspective too. I just, uh, the other night I watched that Val Kilmer documentary on, uh, Amazon. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's, uh, he talks, you know, not just about his career, but he talks about his art, and he talks about his writing, and I mean, he's had some incredible health struggles, which you know, for hopefully he's he's on on the good side of it now. But um, yeah, so there there are there are always bigger obstacles you could be facing. So I like to just remind myself that my like little my little things are are not that big, and I can I can deal with them, and I can keep on producing. If I can keep making art through what he's faced. I can keep making art.
0: You know, we talked about you referencing one of my earlier episodes where you know, 500 words or, or 250 or whatever you can do. Um, even if it's okay to to set aside 10 minutes or a half hour, you know, if you're you really want something and you can be consistent at it, like go for it.
1: Totally. And like, man, it's it it is so much building up a habit. Like for my uh, day job, regular job, whatever. Like when I'm when I'm writing copy for like a, a you know movie posters and stuff. You, you have to put a certain number of lines into the past. And, you know, when you're starting out, it's very hard to, you're, well, you're only writing, you want to write what, like 50 lines, which is not that, 50 lines is kind of nothing when you are reading. Um, but to produce that much, you just, you have to work up to it, you have to teach yourself how to be able to write that much. But like, I don't know, you do it, you do it long enough and it doesn't take ultimately that long to be able to do it. You, those muscles get very strong and you get very used to producing Producing that amount so you, you can reliably do it
0: um, yeah it's like lifting weights or doing anything of resistance I mean putting words on a page as silly as it sounds there's resistance to that yeah. and what I mean like if you're you're bench pressing whatever and you're doing 135 you, you and it's hard for you if you consistently try it you know all of a sudden you're at 145 and you, you keep going up same with the words you do those 50 lines all of a sudden it turns into 51 and 55 and 70 and that before you know it in those two hours, you've produced, you know, 10 pages where it used to do two.
1: Yeah, man. The, the permission that if you give yourself to write less, but do it more consistently is good. And so my, my book, uh, it ended up around 94,000 words. Um, and I just think of some like just the crazy thick, like doorstop books that, you know, I read growing up. Um, I'm not quite there yet that, that's an impressive accomplishment to be able to tell a story that's that expansive and to see it through from beginning to end. I think my, my sequel is going to be a a little bit longer just because the, as the world has grown and the, you know, my character, my cast is expanding. Um, but it's, I I don't know. I'm, I feel pretty lucky that some people seem like they want to come on the second leg of the journey with me and, and see where it goes.
0: Let's kind of deconstruct the Genesis. did you, have a character jump in your mind or like this world popped in your mind or how did you go about starting the, the, or, or was it like the plot? Like, Oh, I'm going to, I think
1: more than, yeah, I think the character and the plot all came into my mind. I think it crystallized at one time. I was like, I was saying that morning, man, I don't know what it was. The, the high of being about to meet Stephen King. I paid extra so I could like come to like the pre-show and like meet all the people like Matt Groening who did the Simpsons is there and Dave Barry I I, like, like I said, I like Boomer stuff. So like, I was happy to talk to Dave Barry. But uh, I got a book signed by Stephen King. But anyway, um, I I think it all kind of like popped into my mind at once that I feel like there was all these like little ideas that were like growing. And then they had all grown separately. And finally, they like they just, you know, they came together. And like, I feel like everybody's probably had stories come to them in different ways. Um, You know, some stories you work really hard to kind of pull out of your mind. Other ones just like pop in there fully formed. Um, This one, the plot, I would say, is pretty much as I I initially envisioned it. Um, The main character was like uh, his name is Quinn. He's a is a rock musician. He dies and he wakes up. So I don't know. Imagine like Axl Rose or something or whoever, whatever kind of rock star you like. That's I guess that's kind of what he would be in this other world. Um, I would say the biggest change. For, the biggest changes were in the were kind of in the details of the characters who they who they are as like people what they were looking for in terms of like you know redemption or to like get healthy in a certain way like the the big things stay the same but some of like the uh, the, the details the characters changed in terms of their their jobs in terms of how they might act and so the secondary character is a uh, she uh, her name's Phaleen and she's uh, I don't quite know how to describe her I guess I would say like um, what is the word? It's not, not a bounty hunter, but she's like, uh, skip tracer, I guess is the right word. So she goes and she she tracks down people and whatnot. And you find out more about her and her abilities as you go through the story. But initially when I was writing it, uh, that character was male. And so I got into the book a little bit. It just didn't feel right. So that was probably the biggest change was flipping her from, you know, a man to a woman. And, and that, that really made the story click a lot more. Yeah, the the plot itself was pretty much set from from when I from when I came up with it and for me it, this is like a kitchen sink book um it's every, you know just all these different genres are in there so I got to do stuff with magic I got to do stuff with technology and I, I this one thing I found in writing this which is crazy to me I never realized this before but like I always thought like you know I was like I'm a horror writer I write horror like all my short stories are like these horror short stories and I wrote this book and I was like oh no I'm a fantasy writer and it was like this total revelation to me. So I, I do love horror. I love reading horror. I love, I do love writing it, but I've realized what I write is fantasy. So it was nice to be able to dabble in these like other worlds that I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever call myself a science fiction writer because, you know, you read a good science fiction story. And for, I think what I write is is definitely different than that, but it's nice to to dabble and experiment and experience these kind of different things. And like I said, there's a little bit of like Western in there as well, which some people because it, it starts out with a little more Western feel, and uh, some people are like, well, I don't know what I'm reading here. I didn't sign <laughs> up to read a Western, but, but trust me, it's not it's not just a, a like a standard Western. When when you start reading, you'll you'll see as the story you go through all these different kind of territories. Um, but yeah it's just fun to like experiment and try try these different kinds of writing and these flavors
0: now this is good for those that are just beginning their author's journey to to experiment and see what they like like they might be tied in in their mind oh, i'm a tokenesque a token-esque type fantasy with elves and dwarves and yeah find out that they are more know, urban fantasy or more uh science uh, science fiction you know technical high tech science fiction or you know to to be open to to explore
1: yeah and i found like whatever you are that is truly what you are you can't force yourself to do something else um i don't know maybe maybe when you're younger this happens more but you you try to write things maybe that are more serious or um, I mean, we all have pe- writers that we love that we kind of imitate and everything. But when you're trying to find your voice, you're experimenting with different things. And I think a lot of us have gone through that stage of trying to be the kind of writer that we're we're not because we think it's the kind of writer we're supposed to be, or the kind that's the kind of writer that you know your the teacher praises or that you you see getting respect in like you know from the critics or whatever. Uh, but yeah, if the, the more you produce the more work you produce on your own, you'll start finding out who you really are. You're like, this is like, this is, this is all, all I can ever be. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it in terms of like finding out what your strengths are, finding out where your heart lies, finding out like what's really important to you. So for me, finding out that I was actually like a fantasy writer was, man, it was like, it was a revelation. And, and now it's something I'm proud of. I'm like, I'm proud to write fantasy. I'm proud to write, the kind of books that I loved when I was growing up. Um, is, I want to, I'm, I'm not trying to force myself to, to be a, a horror writer anymore. And if, if that, you know, I write a short story that's horror or I write a scene that's horror. I love it. I think it's super fun. I think my work has like kind of darker tones, um, in general, like, uh, YA is great. If that's what you like writing and you like reading, I definitely don't. My stuff is, a uh, um, I just, I tell people when they start reading, I'm like, it, it is R rated. I think it's it, kind of hard R. Um, but yeah, that it's all about finding out like who you are and just fully embracing that and, and going with that. I'm a hard R fantasy writer.
0: Um, how can people uh, get in touch with you? How can they find your book? How can they reach out?
1: Well, I am not the best at social media, but you can find me on Instagram. I'm just Mike Bolts, my name on Instagram. Um, and then I'm on Goodreads, like you know everyone else is. You can find me there, but uh, I focus most of my time on like, trying to draw people to Amazon, my Amazon page. And, and so just look up Mike Bolts, Dreamland, or Dreamland, Mike Bolts, whatever combo you want. Uh, unfortunately, there are other properties called Dreamland um which i knew going in but i just i love the name so much so go yeah dreamland mike bolts on amazon and you'll find it pretty easily um yeah and if you have kindle you can download it for free like kindle or kindle unlimited you can get it for free um so i encourage everybody to go and check it out it's uh, i've priced it as low as possible so i can get it into the hands of as many readers as possible sometimes i do like little you know the free promotions whenever i'm able to um, so I do those a couple of times a year and I try to send out a little blast on, on Instagram. Um, yeah, I try, I try not to annoy my friends too much, but I found you, they, they, people do need a little nudge sometimes. Even they care about you to remember like, Hey, you wrote a book. Yeah. I should review it.
0: And are you going to be able to yeah. go, I don't, I mean being a introvert, some sometimes stepping out of your comfort zone, are you going to be able to, or are you going to any like conventions or conferences this year that people can, can meet you?
1: Oh man. Uh, that's something I've been thinking about. I haven't formulated any like specific plans to do that. I'm almost like, maybe I'll just wait until I'm like, I have my next book coming out or I have the sequel coming out. Then I can be like to announce like my, uh, the sequel, put myself out there like that and, and go to conferences. Uh, I guess, uh, I didn't really thought about it since I've been living here, cooped up in my house for the past couple of years. I haven't really thought about going out and being around people, but man, that that is great. I should, that's my next step. That's my next evolution is meeting people in person at, uh, at cons and stuff.
0: Well, uh, keep me posted if you do, and maybe we can hook up and meet each other for in person. So
1: yeah. You ever come out of the the rural area and come on down to Portland or something, or I'm ever in Utah.
0: Um, thanks for getting on with me. I appreciate taking time out of your busy day. All right. Thank you so
1: much, man. It was great talking to you. I look forward to doing it again.
0: Thank you for listening to the Troy podcast. Please subscribe, like, and share with your friends.